familiar passages about baptism. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into His death? Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over Him. For the death that He died, He died to sin once for all. But the life that He lives, He lives to God. Likewise, you also... Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. It's the word of God for the people of God. God. Amen. You may be seated. think it's this. Might be this. Okay. Have uh, some stuff you're going to do today, hopefully, if you're able. Now, if you can't do this or you don't have it, that's okay. I've got plenty to spare. But I want you to locate your ID. And if you will, to get it out. I got some here. Um, old ones, kind of new ones. I'm, I'm not. I got my work ID on right here. This is one I wear when I'm driving the bus, working for the school system. Uh, we have to wear that at all times or have it with us. And I've got my high school ID, my college ID, my seminary ID, my hospital ID. Church ID, two old driver's license pictures. Um, I have a garage driving license so I could drive a go-kart. <laughs> I have my McCracken County Public Schools ID when I drove the bus for them. I have a Mississippi State ID. And I have my old Kentucky license that they let me keep when I got the real ID last year. So I've, I've got all these. And you got yours? I'm not asking you to pass it around or anything, but what I want to know is, what's it for? What's it do? What's it signify? Kind of. Kind of. Isn't it used to show someone else proof? Of who we are? Yeah. 
We already know, don't we? We don't need the idea to go, oh yeah, that's me, I forgot. Well, hopefully not, anyway. But your idea isn't really who you are, it's representative of who you are or a facet of your life. A section, if you will, of how you spend your time. With you identify with the ID, identity, that's why they call it an ID, short for identity, what you identify a part of your life with. My school ID, which I have right here, it can be for, like uh, Braden's, his is a school ID for him to be, I think it's for the bus, or is that for just school? Just school, okay. Um, it says a student or an employee. When you have one, it means you're a part of that affiliation. Whatever that thing is. You could have shown a driver's license. Most people, when you ask for ID, that's what they show them. When we went uh, to Mexico, we had to carry our passport. It's a different kind of ID. It shows us who we are. The ID that you carry does not create the group that you're a part of. The ID doesn't make it. It just shows that you're a part of that group. Does that make sense? That old expired ID from when I was living in Mississippi is just a state ID. It's not a driver's license. And when I was asked for an ID when I lived there, I could show them that one or my driver's license. They were both acceptable as ID. Each one had a different number. One had my social. The other had a unique number on it. Kind of random. But I never discarded my Mississippi State ID. I still have it with me. Because I still have that ID in my possession, does that mean I still live there or I'm a resident because I have that ID? No. As a matter of fact, if you look at it, it's expired a while ago. The ID is only as valid as the current state of the life of the person who's carrying it. Would you agree? Every few years we have to renew those ID types and confirm their validity. We don't get a lifetime driver's license. But did you know in Germany and in other places in Europe they get a lifetime driver's license? It's very expensive, but you only have to get one and the picture that's taken when you get that driver's license, no matter how old you are, is the only picture you'll ever have on your one-time license. I saw someone who was 70 years old when I was in Germany driving, and their picture was when they were 20. Didn't look like them anymore, but it was still their license. Would you like that? The same picture that you took for your very first license to be the one that's on it now? Do you think that would really be your identity today? Probably look a whole lot different, wouldn't we? I did. Well, it's so it is with baptism. It can be a moment of change and transformation. An ID brings you transformation into a grouping. Or, or baptism can be just a moment of manipulation to feel better about life. Maybe even to gain access to approval for a certain group of people or gain church membership. Some believe and teach that baptism is the door to church membership and therefore eternity with Jesus. That baptism does that. But once again, as we said last week, it's an outward sign of the transformation happening inward. Or else it's nothing much at all. It's genuine. 
or it isn't. When I was in college, some of my classmates chose to get fake IDs because we were underage for bars. So they wanted to go other places they weren't legally allowed to enter with their correct age-stated ID. So they'd get fake ones or false IDs. I was encouraged to get one. I refused. I didn't want to deceive or get in trouble for having one. I didn't know what that would repercussions would be of that, but I didn't want that over my head. And a fake ID doesn't make you as a person any different than a real one. You're still who you are. No matter what it says, age-wise or location, you're still who you were before you got the ID. All a fake ID does is just deceive others about the truth. The Apostle Paul helps us understand this concept. He equates our lives before and after baptism as alive and now dead to sin. Let's take a look at what he wrote in the book of Romans. The first 12 verses and the ending of chapter 5 are connected together in theme. As when Paul wrote it, there was no chapter and verses. He didn't write a letter like that. He just wrote it was continuous. And in chapter 5 it says, In Adam all have died, and in Christ all can be made alive through His grace. Romans 6 tells us we are baptized into Christ's death. That's verse 3. We agree then that His death was the price paid for liberty from sin. This agreement says that you recognize what Christ did and a vow to walk in newness of life. That's verse 4. We now walk in newness of life. You're not the same, in other words, when Christ makes you alive in Him. Baptism is telling the world that you choose Jesus' assessment of sin. And there's the second half of Jesus' death that occurs in baptism. The rising, or His rising, after His death from the grave. We rise with Christ like coming up out of the water in baptism. It's a water grave is what I've heard it called before illustration. We go dead into the ground when we're dead or into the water at baptism and then we rise up out of the grave in the resurrection or up out of the water in the newness of life. So the baptism signifies both things. It isn't the actual occurrence of that resurrection but is the identification with what Christ has done on our behalf. And that's one of the reasons baptism is so powerful. But it also says, when we identify with Jesus, we no longer identify with ungodly ways. We're saying, I've left this life that I used to live trenched in sin and rooted in it behind. But we don't often see this reality in everybody who has been baptized. Some people who have been baptized don't leave the life of sin. They allow the old life to reign and refuse to learn to live this new one. The new one gives us dominion over sin and its power. But i got to tell you, this isn't a state of natural being for us. We are not born 
and raised in this world to have dominion and power over sin so we don't know how to live that life because it isn't natural to the human flesh. It's foreign to our awareness. The Holy Spirit, after we're baptized, needs room in our life to speak to us, to teach us. And we must be open to learn what He teaches. We must let pride and arrogance go and walk in humility with God. Always teachable, always willing to learn and be corrected. If we're not open to this or made aware of it, we're not going to grow and mature in the faith. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to teach us and bring us to remembrance of the life that we're now living in Christ. But if we are not open to that or aware of it, we don't know what it means when the Holy Spirit's trying to do something. What makes baptism genuine, real, sticking, if you will, sticking to you type thing, is much like when you have an ID from other aspects of life, it is a life you live representing what you identify with after you get the ID. The ID says, I belong to this. After that, you represent what that ID says. You may have an ID, but do you live as though you ever really acknowledged that? When we get a driver's license, we are agreeing that we understand the rules of the road. And by accepting that driver's license and carrying it with us, we agree to abide by them. That's part of that identity is I know the rules of the road, I've studied them, I've learned them, I know how to be a good driver. Speaking of that, did you know that 80% of the people who drive say they're better drivers than 50% of the people who drive? Most people think they're better drivers than everybody else. So if we all think we're better drivers than everybody else, that means somebody's confused. <laughs> or deluded, right? But the ID doesn't mean you know how to drive well. It just means you have the idea that you can. And some people think that driving is the thing that sets them free to do whatever they want. But it is within reason and the parameters set forth that you receive that. But some folks don't like those parameters and you'll see them violate law and rules and get caught and complain because they got caught. But they agreed to it, right? So those rules apply. Well, it's like an employer who has ethical standards. Um, I've held jobs that require a statement of ethics or conduct to be agreed to before I could be hired. Anybody ever had any of those before? Schools require it. Church requires it. I had to sign a form stating which behaviors to avoid when at work or representing the employer in public. Some of them even were kind of vague, like... I will participate in no ungodly behavior. I'm not sure what that means. But I signed it. So all those different things say that that form is an entrance to be a part so you can receive the idea of a card-carrying member. 
And most of those things were common sense behaviors to not bring embarrassment to yourself or the employer. And so it is with baptism. We are aligning with Jesus, agreeing with Him, and His teaching from the Scripture. It's our obligation then to learn what those are. What that means for us and how to live that. We agree with Him like we would a boss when we sign that statement of conduct. I'm going to do what you said I should be doing and what you said about my conduct. You're right. Even when I don't want you to be right, you're right. What you said goes. That's how we're supposed to think of Jesus. That what He says about us is what we're supposed to be doing. And this is why we need to talk about baptism. Because baptism doesn't make us do that. It doesn't make us different people. It's a symbol. An outward symbol of an inward change that has to take place for the baptism to be effective as a symbol, as an identification with Jesus. Because in baptism we agree, as Romans chapter 6 says dead to the sinful life. We have a new life now. It was really cool when I was talking to Braden about his upcoming baptism. He said, this means I'm a different person. I live for Jesus now. That I'm no longer who I was. And that's right. And that's an inward change. And baptism tells the world, this is true about me. At the end of the baptism, there will be a presentative baptismal certificate, which is actually valid identity in court or for getting a social security or a driver's license or a passport. It's an accepted form of ID. Identity. Because you're identifying with Christ and the church authorizes that and says this person has been baptized into Christ. And so his ID says, I agree with Jesus. And what our life is after baptism reflects that when the baptism is an outward sign of an inward transformation. And he's getting ready to go and uh, get ready because we're going to do this in about five minutes. The question I have for us this morning is does our life reflect our identity? This thing says uh, I'm a part of Paducah Public Schools. It doesn't say bus driver, but on my driver's license, real ID, it says I have that endorsement. So because of that, it means I've had training and passed the test. <laughs> Here's the difference. Once I've passed that test, I don't have to take it again. I don't have to prove that I'm worthy of carrying a driver's license says I can drive a school bus. But did you know with Jesus Christ, after you've signed on in faith through hope and He redeems you, that's when the test starts? It's not a one and done thing. Every day of your life, there's going to be challenges and things that come up. Does our life reflect the identity in Christ that we now have? Tests are going to come all the time. Peer pressure. Other people our age are going to say, why do you believe that? Or 
Um, I don't want to talk about Jesus. I don't want to get in trouble. All those different things happen. And the question is, does our life reflect our identity in Christ or is it a fake ID? Trying to convince others that you belong and then you just wanted a ticket to heaven. I promise you that doesn't work. Baptism does not make you a citizen of heaven. Many churches require it for membership. But it does not mean eternity just because you're baptized. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with who you identify with and who you promise to live your life for going forward. When we make a confession before baptism, I'm confessing before others that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I trust Him with my salvation and I promise to live out the faith going forward. Going forward. It's a change. It's a newness of life that Romans is talking about. So, this newness of life is based on the power of God in us. If the power of God in, isn't in us, we can't live it out. That righteousness doesn't occur. It's a free gift of righteousness by the Holy Spirit that empowers us to live out the faith. But, if we have not gone through that transformation to say, yes, God has to do this, I cannot, and it's of our own effort, we call that self-righteousness, which is no righteousness at all. The Bible says our self-righteousness or my righteousness is as filthy rags. Doesn't do much at all for us. But the righteousness of God in Christ revealed to us through Calvary and through His grace. Now that is His righteousness. So what kind of righteousness have you experienced because of Christ? His or your own trying to do it the best you can. Our best efforts come short. Without Him, we cannot. And this is what we acknowledge at baptism. It's what we acknowledge when we receive Christ. Without you, I cannot enter in eternity, cannot be redeemed without you. Without you, Jesus, I cannot. It matters not if someone says, oh, I've got eternity because I've been baptized. Jesus is the one who says it. Not a piece of paper. Not, not water on a body. It's Jesus Christ in that relationship. That's what brings us into His presence. To be made righteousness of Him in Christ. And now we are one with Him. That's the identity that we need and must live out that the Holy Spirit teaches us and Scripture instructs us on how to do. It's a lifelong process. We learn more every day about who God is and who we are in Christ. That's what baptism says. I'm on the road. I'm not there. But I'm on the road. I've taken the first step. And God's going to lead me the rest of the way. And baptism says, I'm willing to let Him. And I'm glad He is. And I love Him. And I'm so thankful that I don't have to pretend because He's done it for me. Where are you at in all that? Do you understand now? Baptism is important, but it's not the end. Would you pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, thank You for Your Word in Jesus Christ. 
the truth about who you are. Sometimes it seems kind of basic, but at the same time, we still live out the basics and we get confused by them. So what I'm asking right now, that any poor theology or doctrine that might have risen up, that you've now clarified that, that we continue humbly to receive the engrafted word, which will grow and produce fruit, more fruit and greater fruit. Heavenly Father, thank you for that. Help us to be ever abounding in your work. I pray this in your holy name. Amen.